My name is Anna Lieberman. You're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. I was the duck for one to three years. There's a lot of strange moments um, as the duck. I think the most strange moments come out of the suit, I feel like, because you're carrying around this giant bag that has a duck suit in it, and we typically go to a bunch of different events, so um, just that whole process is pretty bizarre. I'll give you like one example. I will have the opportunity to... Macklemore and Ryan Lewis came to the Evo to perform at Matt Knight Arena, mm-hmm. um, and that was around the time where Thrift Shop was a really big hit song. We pulled up today, first of all, what is it, like 80 degrees today? Absolutely incredible. We told that we had an early flight. Macklemore's booking agent, which then I was able to get in contact with Macklemore's manager and set up this whole um, thing where I would hop on stage with Macklemore during the thrift shop. And so I wanted to go out and find a giant fur coat for the duck, large enough for the duck. And, uh, and so that led me to Craigslist, which led me to finding a $60 fur coat, which then led me to driving somewhere out in the boondocks. Huh, okay. going up to a house, windows boarded up, walk in, just a bunch of people smoking pot, and I was able to get my fur coat. <laughs> Macklemore. It was just like those kind of little experiences where they're not necessarily in the suit, but they tell the story of what actually happened afterwards. I thought were like the most bizarre moments. During a college game day when Lee Corso and everyone was in town, um, just when he picked the Ducks to win they handed him a live duck and the duck was freaking out obviously like it would with an old man picking you up yeah and i was just standing next to him watching him strangle a live animal it was kind of <laughs> terrifying that's another bizarre moment well first off he's a complete goober i mean if you look at any other mascot like a lot of mascots are kind of like super athletic looking they can do cool stuff the duck really can't do anything. He just overweight in, in a sense. He, he <laughs> looks unathletic. His yeah. face is pretty dull and boring. It just looks expressionless. Like it, it, <laughs> he has no idea what's going on any of the time, which I think adds to the character of himself. Um, and then I think you pair that with, um, especially at the time the ducks were doing really well in football and became like a really big deal. Um, like. That five, six years ago when the football team was killing it. You pair that, like, mainstream media of people covering football, and then you have this ridiculous-looking oversized duck to pair, like, the best football team in the nation with someone that is just worthless. <laughs> um, I think that is, is absolutely hysterical, and it also gave the duck um, a lot of room to run. Like, if he did anything on college game day, like, he got in a dance battle with a USC cheerleader that was so well received. Anything and everything is entertaining to him. 
Like, you can just sit on the grass and pick grass for hours. It's like, that. that's entertaining for them. <laughs> While other mascots are like, yeah, football, let's go! Yeah. That's what gets them up, up. But Duck doesn't really care about that. He just does what he wants. There was one opportunity that came up, like, Capital One had a bunch of mascot challenge commercial shoots. On this week's episode of Capital One Mascot Training Camp, social media. Social media has been a real game changer for these mascots. Tweetering and chirping has led to some real Monday morning quarterback. That we did for them, so that was the, like, I'd fly to L.A. or New York to spend a week with 10 other mascots from around the country working with professional production teams to create these you know, nationally televised commercials and get paid to do it. So that was an amazing opportunity in itself as well. And then just traveling to every single football game um, was probably the best part. Because, I mean, you're going to these places for a couple days and you have a lot of time off so you can do whatever you want and some amazing stories come out of those opportunities. Yeah, I think that I think that's what makes mascot special is the fact like it's a persona. It's not a person. It's what the character represents. Um, and, and not one person represents that. It's like the duck is all encompassing of you know what this idea of the duck is. And I think that's a really cool part of what makes mascots special. Not creepy. Yeah, <laughs> in the same time, creepy. Um... Do you know, is this the same policy, um, like, at other schools? Like, was the, um, obviously the Trojan, for example, like, he's in a person, so it's harder for him to be anonymous. But um, for other mascots where you had to wear a mask, something like that, was it, um, did you talk to any of other those mascots? Was it, did they have to be secretive, like the duck mascots did? Yeah, uh, other schools were very, they're pretty much, like, the same as us, and there were other ones where... Not even like their best friends could know. I mean, wow. they're very, very intense. I can't. I'll tell you, like the one of my, what I think is one of the best parts about being the mascot. I was thinking about it today in preparation for this. And I was like, what? What do I think is the best part of being the mascot? What is the best part? And I think it's the the memes that come out after the years that you're over being the mascot. Like, seeing the Ducks lose this past year has brought out a ton of Duck memes, and knowing, seeing those pictures and knowing that it's me in that outfit has been the highlight of my life. <laughs> uh, I was the Duck for three years. At the time, you know, the the push-ups were a thing, um, and that's definitely the football teams um, doing. You know, it, it it did help when there's, you know, hundreds of cameras on a sideline. Um, you know, when there's ESPN on the sideline, it's all there. But our approach was to use that to our advantage. You know, if this camera is going to be there, what what do they want to see? Like, what's that image? What's that? What's that summary? What's that like, golden image that the photographers can grab that will put us in the spotlight? And I and I kind of had that eye where.
you know, I, I brought the, the chips to the Civil War game and I ate Tostito chips and I threw tortillas at people. Like, that, the photographers love that. Yeah. Um, there was a moment when we went to the Rose Bowl for the first time and then I, I bought a dozen roses that morning from Safeway because um, I knew that's the perfect image to summarize all of it. Um, and it, it's, it was knowing what the narrative is and riding that wave. Um, so it's a combination of, you know, what we did and what the football team was, but, um, we knew that it was an opportunity for us to, to, to do something big and to do, um, you know, to make waves. Once, once the, we broke ties at Disney, I was flying across the country. I, I, I did so many shots with ESPN, and, you know, slow TV, uh, Price is Right. Uh, not the Price is Right, uh, Will Fortune, uh, College Game Day opener, uh, Jimmy Fallon. That was one of the best experiences I had. Wow. So I was on, I was on late night Jimmy Fallon. Um, I that was right before the national championship, and he made a power ballad uh, for the Duck or for the for Oregon. So I show up at Thirty Rock um, in the afternoon, and I go up to the floor. And they're filming the show at that time, um, just because that's that's when they film is like in the afternoon. Um, so I show up and they're doing the show, and I get a I get a dressing room. And I put my stuff in, and you know everyone's in the hallway watching it. Like everyone in the backstage is watching it from the hallway right next to the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, I see a Jimmy's opener, and he makes a joke about uh, you know, Jersey Shore. And then I hear this laugh, you know, <laughs> and it's a it's Pauly D in the in the dressing room. Right no next way. To yeah, <laughs> it's Pauly D. Um, now, mind you, I'm 22. And yeah. This is still, like, Jersey Shore was big at the time. I'm here in my own dressing room with my name on it, and I'm watching the show, and then I hear like, oh, "What's going on?" And it's Kevin Spacey. Like, oh, what's up, wow. Kevin? Like, hey, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Good. And we start chatting for a little bit. And as the show goes on, I watch the rest of the show, and, you know, the, the roots come in. This is late night with Jimmy Fallon. This is not the Tonight Show. This is when he was late, late. Um, yeah. And so, like, everyone after the show was hanging out, you know, eating their club sandwiches and beers and stuff, and then, you know, it dissipates. Uh, I'm supposed to film afterwards with him. And, you know, I get dressed up. Uh, I usually don't. When I work with, um, when I work with talent, when I work with talent, like actors and stuff, I sometimes will take the head off just because it creates a human factor there, which is really a no-no in what we do. Yeah. But, um, that's just the professionalism right. um, of it. And so I have my whole suit on except my head. It's just like me and a couple other people in the hallway. And then Jamie comes out of his dressing room dressed in all Oregon gear. And he goes, Mikey, what's going on? I go, what's up, Jimmy? He's like, hey, thank you guys so much for doing this. Like, it means a lot to us. Like, it just, just thank you for being here. I go, thank you for inviting me. Um, he says, well, come on, um, let's talk. And he brings me onto his stage, and he sits me down on his couch. And so while they're setting up the shot, um, him and I talk on his couch. Him and I, him, he's dressed up in an Oregon football outfit and I'm in a duck Yeah. and him and I talk for two hours. <laughs> we just talk 
about everything. We talk about what I want to do, um, his auditions for SNL, him getting here, uh, what I need to do uh, to get to Saturday Night Live, which is a dream of mine. Um, and we talk, we literally shot the shit about the deepest things in life. And then we start filming, which was, you know, fun in itself. Cause I love, I love working with ladies and gentlemen, talent. Sebastian. Um, but that was the most memorable. He definitely changed the way, um, he definitely was a, 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 a moment in my life that I will never forget. As the sun rises over the Willamette, wearing yellow and green, a quick... There's, there's something about the suit, there's something about putting on that suit that gives you this power, this ability, this persona. The college game day experience was second to none, but that's what I looked, looked up to, and to live it, and to still have a connection there, and a connection with all, you know, the other names I've had like I think it's it, it because of him um and the program and the school like I um I was very I was the luckiest guy in the world hold on, hold on. Oh, let's, let's uh, fire up the cheesy fan cam one more time this is the moment these folks have waited hours and hours for although I have no idea my first commercial was um it was a advertisement for Lee Cor uh it was Lee Corso's like 15, it was his 15th or 20th year, I don't remember, um, with Game Day. Mm -hmm. um, and that year, their whole commercial base uh, was like based upon like his party. So we had like a giant cake and um, he had a bunch of like people come to the set. And it was very like based around the Game Day set. Yeah. Um, and that's where I first met him. And him and I did that commercial together where it was his mascot head um, on mine. Like, he had a Lee Corsa mascot head, and then he had a duck head on his. Yo, Ed, it's Lee. I'm here in Eugene. Man, it is absolutely gorgeous. Great game. The ducks look terrific. Hold on. I'm going to have to call you back. Um, so we had, like, two hours together. Um, and that was the first time I met him, but him and I spent two hours together at a... A university and it was a uh, in southern california i forget what college him and i shot for two hours trying to get the shot right um and it was just a bunch of people watching and it was just one of those moments where I, holy crap is this real because you know i told you before that he was the guy that i um you know when i would play college football uh on the ps2 yeah he'd be the comment he would be the commentary in my ear and then here i am literally talking with him and telling him how to how, how to move and how to create this character in itself because mm -hmm. him and I were going back and forth for two hours that we hung out and that was my first experience with him and um, he remembered me that was right after his stroke oh wow which is which is insane yeah um, but you know it for someone who's had that happen to them he he remembers me and that's very special to me and that means a lot to me All I was doing was drawing up the next bit that the duck's gonna do. Yeah. And I think I, um, and I still have all these ideas in the bank that I would, you know, love to put to use. But that's all I cared about was this this guy, this this person who wasn't me. Um, I think I wrote, I wrote two things down that I think yeah. 
was a lot of my philosophy. And one was, um, well, one is when I see photos, when I see, when I see the duck and it's me, I, I see him. I don't see me inside that suit. I see a character. Um, like every time I see, um, the duck, it's, it's the duck. It's not me inside the suit. I don't, it honestly is my second thought to be like, that was me. Hmm. And then I transport myself into that moment where I have the lights in front of me and all that. But when I see this, I, I watch it as him. I watch it as a, um, you know, I watch it as a viewer. This, uh, quote, uh, not quote, whatever I've done, but this is literally how I think is like, I lived, like a, I lived a movie star life and like no one knew who I was. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what I got to do for the rest of, like, my whole, my whole college career towards the end. And that was, it was a blessing. And I, like, that, that was my life. And it was insane. I was 99-03. The role of the duck before was very um, campus, campus extended. Uh, you know, very few uh, appearances off campus. Mm-hmm. Very few appearances away from athletic events. When I was the duck, uh, I was the first. I was the first duck to go to ESPN and do commercials. Really? Wow. I was the I was the first duck to do game day with uh, Lee Corso. Really? Um, I was the first duck to do the push-ups. So, uh, we were in uh, Wisconsin in September of two thousand. Mm-hmm. 17 years ago mm-hmm. um, September of 2000 we played Wisconsin and lost mm-hmm. but at that game uh, Bucky the Badger was doing push-ups and I thought it would be kind of cool to do push-ups when we got back to Austin and so just started doing it when we got back to Austin huh. and it just so stuck where, it just stuck and huh. then 17 years later they're still doing it and, and you know from everyone counting to you know, the duck store selling t-shirts of the duck doing push-ups. It's, that's how it came to be. If you YouTube search Las Vegas duck fight, (laughs) there's a fan that came onto the court. Uh, We were playing, we were playing Auburn in Las Vegas and a fan came on the floor and hit me from behind. From Steve Nash, right there. It was one of those moments in sports you weren't sure you really saw, but you did. It was in Vegas this past weekend. Ducks game with Auburn, real close. When suddenly a fan runs down and tries to tackle Oregon's mascot. University cheerleaders rushed to his defense, but the Ducks' feathers were really ruffled. But ran over and started throwing haymakers to the fan. Not only did he lose his head, he lost his cool. Who knew Ducks could throw punches like that? The fan was escorted out. The Ducks remains at large. Wild. Really? Yeah, and I and our guy cheerleaders went up into the stands and grabbed him as he was trying to run off. And then I went up through the duck head off as right as I got to him. Wow. Got a got a couple of hockey licks in on him. Really? Yeah. And there's video footage of you doing this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Totally. 
That's no, incredible. it was a, it was a nationally televised fo- uh, game. Granted, it was during timeout. Right. But they still got it on tape, so it was pretty. It was pretty interesting. It was fun. Two thousand three against uh, Utah, uh, and we were uh, in Nashville. And Swoop, the mascot, came out. You know, everything is scripted. Everything is scripted when it comes to football and basketball. You know, every timeout is spoken for. Every timeout is either for Franz Bakery giveaway or Bymart uh, three-point shootout or something like right. that. Well, the cheerleaders are no different. The cheerleaders have a planned each, you know, the Utah cheerleaders had a planned timeout where they would go out there and they would do the dance that they worked on for a week. Mm-hmm. Oregon cheerleaders had the same thing. Well, I was a little territorial. My girlfriend at that time of a couple of years was mm-hmm. a cheerleader. So I know how hard those girls had worked. Mm-hmm. Well, Swoop, Swoop the mascot comes out there on, on stilts. And so the whole crowd isn't watching the girls who worked all week on this dance. Mm-hmm. They're watching this mascot on these big stilts. Yeah. So I went over there and I'm like, come on, get off, you know, motioning for this bird to get off the court. Yeah. Well, you know, he, because he was on stilts, he was much higher. He bent down and pulled the duck head off me. Really? Yeah. And I just went berserk (laughs) in traditional fashion. Wow. And started a big ruckus and the the guy chillers all came out and tried to break it up and so the ncaa officials got us into a back room and they're like what happened you guys you're not you're not going to be able to go out there the mascot comes over to me from utah and he's i'm so sorry i didn't know and i'm like it's all right man it's these things happen and so they said the only way you guys are going to go out there is if you apologize to each other in front of the whole crowd you know, let's, we'll play it up. We'll just play it up and we'll do a whole thing. Yeah. So I was supposed to come from one tunnel. Swoop from Utah was supposed to come from another tunnel right at the end of halftime. Come out and apologize. Well, they said, okay, go. Yeah. So Swoop runs out from his tunnel, but I don't. And they're like yelling at me, go, duck, go. Yeah. And I'm just like standing there because I wanted the crowd to judge him. I wanted the crowd to boo him because <laughs> they knew what he did. And so the crowd is just booing and booing. And they're yelling and they're pushing at me, go, yeah. duck, it's now, it's now. So finally I run out there and the crowd went nuts when the duck came out. And so we hugged and waved and let everyone know that everything was fine between us it was a fun moment huh you know um very animated uh, very physical i was a real physical um aggressive duck um probably the most i've ever seen physical and aggressive another another big part is uh, not being predictable okay you know um you see a lot of masks okay i know what this guy's gonna do next he's gonna run over and he's gonna pump his fist in the crowd you know um i think we pride ourselves at uofo with um 
well, look at the costume changes. You know, um, back in my day, they had like three different costumes. That we had a tuxedo, we had a Santa Claus suit, we had the standard suit that the duck wears all the time, um, and then it just went from that to a whole nother thing. Became the duck sophomore. No, sorry, the end of my freshman year. Our cheer coach had been talking to them okay. and about like uh, Halloween costumes, and okay. so that was one of the ideas thrown out. And so then that morning, um, we went to Costco and bought the. the the duck, I mean, yeah. the, the bear. Yeah. And just the huge bears at Costco for like 200 bucks. And I was like, oh, okay. So and funny. so um, then we get back and we like take off the back and like, there's like a huge pillow inside of it you can just take out. And oh, okay. then like, I see it's not all stuffing, it's just like. Right, so there, it's mainly stuffing, but there's also a huge pillow, which we had no idea. We're like, oh, this is great. We don't have yeah. to just rip out stuffing. And so then um, we. We're just walk. Yeah, then we, we, you know, we made it work. We cut out the like part of the face, and so you can see the duck. And then that was probably the weirdest thing ever, because you can't move. Like, it was so... It was such a weird... It was yeah. so stiff. And then what also made it weirder is that they, like, kind of, like, sewed me back into it. And so, yeah, like, yeah, normally yeah. in suit, um, you know, if there's ever anything that comes up, I can just take the head off, right? Like, I, I mean, like, not in front of people, but, like, I can go Either to a spot way, yeah. and get some water. But this, I was stuck. And which was, like, I was scared at first. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is, like, what? Yeah. Like, that's a weird, that's not, you, that shouldn't no happen. Out, yeah. Right, exactly. And so, I mean, we were very cautious about how long I was in it, but, yeah. Because it was, I don't think it was, that was a winter game, so it wasn't crazy hot out, but it was still pretty intense sun. Yes, so. there was sun, and yeah. yeah, I mean, the suit's already warm. Right, And exactly. so, yeah, adding a whole bunch yeah. of stuffing, and it was just wild. But, it was, <laughs> yeah, that was crazy, that was crazy. The one that, like, took me most by surprise, and just in moment reflecting, like, oh my gosh, this is wild, was when, um... We were at, I was at the Heisman house for the commercials for ESPN. I still don't get it. Get what, Marcus? All of it, man. We all live here? Seriously? Uh, and it was me and shoot, who was it? Alabama's running back, not Derrick Henry, but um, before him, much shorter. Uh, Ingram? Yes, Mark Ingram, okay. thank you. So me and, very good, me and Mark Ingram were there, so it was just a little quick shot with him, and between the shots, Mark Ingram and I, so I was into, we were playing rock, paper, scissors, okay. and he was so into it. Really? And okay. he was, we were having a blast, yeah. and so, um, and so we somehow talked it out without talking and we were having like a rock, paper, scissors, best of three series. And so we had like a seven game best of three series and I ended up winning and just freaking out. And so I was excited. He's like, no! And it was just so funny. And just, it was, yeah, I think that was just the craziest thing. Cause there, I mean, there's so many, there are a whole bunch of Heisman people around at that moment in time, but yeah. just how excited Mark Ingram was about the duck was just like, <laughs> it's crazy, it's crazy. 
We were Nike at yeah, we were at Nike headquarters for some okay. event there, and they were both there. And Jerry Rice really wanted to tackle the duck. That was he said. I've always wanted to do this, and we said, what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> and, well, I think, and he did. So yeah, it was it worked. All right. But, you know, it was funny. Whatever works, I guess. I mean, that's also really interesting. The different mascots and how other mascots see the duck. Because like we go to events and. With, there's a whole bunch of schools, like, we, yeah. you know, just all the time, and um, people, not revere the duck, but people, like, talk to us differently. Like, other school, other students talk to us differently than they would, like, you know, other mascots. And that's, that's crazy. Or the Iona mascot this year was one of my favorites, because he was just the, the silliest human. He was just <laughs> like, I mean, that's Iona. And he was like, I heard you work out. My, my band told me that the duck works out with the football team. Is that true? I'm like, no. Why would that be true? <laughs> really think about that. It's, do I look? I mean, like, what are you talking about? And so, but just all these weird, like, misconceptions about the duck just come out of these events. And it's like, I don't know where these rumors start, but it's funny. Right, yeah. I think that's the charm of the duck, and that's why I think I wanted to be the duck, because I don't think I could have done one of the, we're number one, we're the best, go team, because yeah. that's not the duck at all. And yeah. I think that's also why the duck's lovable, and people from all, any event we do from all over the country, people get excited to see us, which is yeah. crazy. Like, the like the Oregon brand's so big that that, I mean, other schools' brands are big too, but when people see the Duke Blue Devil, they're not, like, stoked to, they want a hug or a picture, yeah. but the duck is just this, Creature. I also think it's because we couldn't, we couldn't do that with who the duck is. Because I mean, I'm so about keeping the duck as just being the duck. It could not that it could be anyone. Because I don't think you you don't see the duck and like, that could be anyone. You see the duck and it's just the duck. Like yeah. you don't even before like I got into being the duck. I had never once thought about the person inside like that had never I mean, I knew, it's not that I didn't that was unaware mm -hmm. but that just is not something because it's just the duck and it's just such a clear character that it was just always just there I think I mean I'd love being on a team I really is what having uh, that and the opportunities that I've had have just been incredible with the duck I mean my that my first uh, my sophomore year I got to go to, so when we were in the national championship, I didn't get to go to the national championship, which was fine. I mean, that was my first year. Um, but I got to go to Good Morning America. And mm, so I was on okay. Good Morning America. And like, that was just, so getting to go, I'd never been to New York before. Uh, like going before I'd been the duck, I hadn't traveled nearly as much. And since then I've just traveled every like couple weeks ago, we were in Chicago. Um, you know, everywhere for NCAA tournament and football games, and I think that's what's been to Omaha twice, which is you know, Omaha. Omaha I mean, yeah. Come on, and so I mean, just that. So I don't think I've changed, but like, just had so many, I don't know, crazy, bizarre experiences that yeah. are just awesome. Technically, it was like all four years, uh, but really a solid like three and a half. Uh, I got to participate in the CMAs with Brad Paisley. Wow. Um, yeah, so that was that was just crazy. You got to go on stage. But I went viral um, afterwards uh, because uh, it was uh, ever I was clapping off beat and like there's this video of everyone just like clapping for Brad Paisley and then there's just like the duck and it's just like I'm saying that was a complete accident. Really? Um, like every yeah, like it was 
they originally had said, hey, you're not running out with the team or anything like that. So I was expecting the team to run by and I would just like stand there and clap. And I remember just like standing there and some guy was yelling at me. He was like, move. I was like, oh, my bad. I'm in somebody's spot. So like I take a step back. He's like, no, move. I was like, all right. You need to walk back. Like, okay. So I keep walking back. And he's like, no, run. I was like, what are you talking about? And I looked over and the cheer team had just ran out. Like, I'm not supposed to run. He's like, no, run. I look over and I see the football team coming. <laughs> I just panicked and I just ended up <laughs> running um, after like the cheer team. Oh I was like, like, just knocked over by the uh, football team. Yeah, you're about to get crushed. That's interesting. Yeah, so you weren't even planning on that moment. No, it was definitely, it was uh, completely like, thir- like in three seconds, that's what made it happen. So what was supposed to happen? Like you were just supposed to kind of stand there and clap and... I think so, because, uh, I mean, that's what we did for the uh, Rose Bowl. Uh, like, the team ran out, the uh, cheer team, like, made a tunnel for them. That's what I was expecting. Uh, but I guess people had a different idea, um, and they expected the cheer team to run out with them. But due to, like, smoke signals, um, or, like, because they fogged up the uh, tunnel, uh, people were getting confused. Uh, that was also the same, uh, like, right after, like, we messed up our run out. Um, Ohio State, like, spelled Ohio wrong. Yeah. And, uh, they, like, they trampled one of the cheerleaders. So it's kind of a, like, we both messed up our engine. Yeah. Just kind of funny for the first national championship. <laughs> Um, just goofy, lovable person. 